Hello, and welcome to this episode of Artists in Depth. I'm Alan Powell, and together with my co-host Bill Key, we talk with guest artists and explore links between their creativity and their identity. No matter your choice of expression, Artists in Depth provides an opportunity for the listener to ask the same questions of themselves that are being asked of our guests and to reflect on their own identity through the work they've created. And without further ado, let's get on with our podcast. This episode of Artists in Depth is sponsored by Equity Showcase in Toronto, Canada, embracing all artists by developing, uniting, advocating, and empowering the arts community. Visit equityshowcase.ca to discover all their initiatives. Our guest today is Kate Drummond. Kate is a multi-award-winning Canadian actress with an extensive list of credits in film, television, and video games. She is widely known for her role in the People's Choice award-winning show Winona Earp, streaming on Netflix internationally. She also stars in the sci-fi cross-genre Hulu CBC Gem original series Utopia Falls and has guest starred on such shows as Ghost Rider, Saving Hope, Dark Matter, Good Witch, and Heartland. Kate won the 2020 Canadian Screen Award for her lead role in the award-winning feature film Nowhere to be Found. More recently, Kate joined Isabel Furman in the independent feature The Novice, and the all-star cast of Kevin Hart, Woody Harrelson, and Kaylee Cuoco in the action comedy The Man from Toronto. Our discussion with Kate encapsulated everything that Artist in Depth stands for, including her fearless search for herself through the artistry of acting, to fusing with characters she plays, to her Achilles heel of needing approval, and finding her mama bear voice. Kate Drummond, thank you for joining us today. Uh, I have um, a question that I'd like to start with. And we'll see where it goes. Okay. Brace myself. The question is, um, is there a role that has impacted you in a way that has changed your perception of who you are in the world? Is there one, any role that stayed with you? So many, so many stayed with me because for the most part, unless I'm, you know, doing a character that's sort of a caricature, I'm essentially offering a piece of me personally in each of the roles that I play. So I, I naturally just sort of bring them into my heart and they live there forever. Um, so it's, it's, you know, gosh, I've, I've, uh, you know, one of the, one of, I mean, just one of them that ha state, has stayed with me um, and will stay with me for the rest of my life is the um, playing Claire Porter in uh, Nowhere to Be Found, um, which was sort of up for all the CSA noms and all that stuff. And um, can you give us a little bit of background of the role and, 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 and well, the, 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 the piece itself and your role within it, the character? Sure, sure, yeah. It was a, it was a movie about a, a single mom who had moved her daughter to a small town mm. uh, for a change. Um, my husband had died of cancer and um, just needed a change from the big city. Um, and what happens is my child uh, goes missing. Uh, after uh, a night out with her sports team. And it's about a hazing incident that had gone wrong. And so the essentially the entire movie is me trying to find her. 
Mm. Um, and then getting, you know, false hopes and, you know, discovering that, you know, there's a likely possibility that she has passed. Mm. And for me, you know, I, I play her mother, obviously. And, um, that journey was so surreal. Um, you know, there's a reason why it got the accolades that it did. And I think because there wasn't really far for me to reach to find that fear of loss because I was going through it at the time, you know, that role was just, um, it was permission for me to, um, and, and an outlet for me to, to take all of that hurt, grief, pain that I had pushed down over years of, um, of tumultuous times, um, loss. Uh, I had lost my dog previously uh, within the year of shooting that movie. And I was so grief bound um, and I truly mean that bound by grief that um, it was literally the rule that I fused as a person into the character. And it was like, great, here's this opportunity to express my, let it all out just to crack me open and let me go. Um, um, I just want to say that I did see that movie, okay? And oh, wonderful. Fabulous. So, I mean, yeah, I, the, the depth that you, that you went to and what you reached and what you touched uh, it was just very raw. Um, and I also remember talking to you about that film just after you shot it or while you were shooting it. We, had, we were having that coffee uh, in the Liberty Village and we were talking about it. Yeah. yeah I so. was really scared too to do it. I, was, I, I had a mini nervous breakdown before I went to camera because I, I think kind of not to get, you know, all philosophical, but I really believe sort of my higher self knew what was coming and was you know, rev, I, I was revving, my internal clock was sort of, everything was revving because it, it knew that, oh my gosh, this is our chance to release and to really give power and truth and depth to this character. So when you ask like, are the roles that stay with me? It's interesting because I felt like I was changed as a person after that role because there was no apology for my emotion and there was no apology for my ferocity of how I love. And, you know, I'm not typically a shy person with regards to my love. Like I typically love people know that I love a lot of things. I love people. I love animals. I just, I wear my heart on my sleeve. So it, it's not like I've lived a kind of closet closeted life where I'm not, I'm very protective of my heart. I'm very out there, but for this gave me, um, it gave me a stronger voice. Um, it, it gave me my, my mama bear voice in the world um, where I could stand up for people a little bit stronger and I could stand up for myself a little bit stronger, um, advocate for myself, set boundaries a little bit more. And I don't know how that linked um, with this particular role, but it was really profound for me. I felt, I felt very, very different as a, as a human after that. Yeah. And I just, uh, I, I'm just making a link as you're saying that, and that, um, the, in the role of Claire, there is that moment where she, um, she turns and she kind of, um, she takes matters into her own hands, um, mm -hmm. and knows that people are against her kind of thing and they're not working for her. That to me sounds like a link to, to Kate, the act, 
the actress um, yeah. in making those, in drawing those boundaries. Mm -hmm. It also sounds like, um, yeah, you, you did, what you're saying is that you've given, you gave yourself permission. There was no apology, like no shame, no blame. I'm just doing this and no one's gonna stop me and I'm gonna, it's, it's, it's quite cathartic. And I watching your performance on screen was like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. There was a, my, um, my makeup team, one of the ladies was pregnant and um, very pregnant. And she, there were some scenes that she had to not be on set. She was so affected. And she said, I feel like I'm gonna be sick. And to me, as an as an artist, as a storyteller, like there's no greater compliment for what the tr you know that you're affecting someone's heart, and that's my goal as an artist is to affect people. Um, and so that to me was just like, oh my god, we are in it. We are we are really tapping into something true, and it can doesn't matter how you know how believable the story is essentially, you know, oh, this is one of those movies where there's a killer next door type thing. Like it can, it doesn't matter about that. It doesn't matter about the story structure. It matters about the human journey. And, and it was interesting because even just, I was speaking with my partner yesterday and I said, you know, I had this, this um, director session yesterday where I, there was something about the project without getting into too many details. There was something about the project that sort of was sitting inauthentically with me as a human and the project itself demanded such truth. And I think pre years back when I was maybe first in the business, I would have valued the job more than I valued myself and, and my integrity. And so I said right in the very beginning, before we even worked, I said, I need to have a really quick conversation with you about this. And I said, this is my truth. And I feel like if we're going to start a, a rapport based on authenticity and vulnerability and truth and trust, you need to know that this is who I am as a person. And that is maybe that may conflict with the message that you're trying to portray in this thing. And and it was really interesting afterwards to reflect on that, that I would never have done that before. I would have just been like, yep, who do you want me to be? What do you want? Yep, sure. Yes. Cut my hair. Great. Get skinny. Great. You know, it was just like, I, I felt like I was like, no, this is the person. This is the artist. This is what she looks like. This is what she stands for. And this is her truth. And and it was a really powerful moment for me. I'll remember that. It, it, whether the job lands or not, it doesn't really matter at this point. I just feel like it was such a win. In what you described about the meeting yesterday and in what you, what you were saying about the role in the movie, it's like, if, it feels like these are bridges towards a greater um, uh, ability to unapologetically be who you are. You know, and, and I was wondering when you said that about the authenticity that came out through the, the movie role, whether you, you stated that there was a change from making that movie forward in your life. And, and I was wondering if before that you felt like you were behind a block of authenticity and that that film released it. Do you see what I'm asking with that? I question? do, I do a hundred percent. And I think, I think I had been, as authentic as I knew how to be prior to that movie. Sure. Um, but there was just no denying the, the depth of the feeling 
that was bottled up in me for, because of the, the trauma that I'd been through in the previous year mm-hmm. and year and a half. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, sometimes, you know, we can resist something until we can't. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, I look at the timeline of my career and I think of some of the jobs that I've taken and the roles that I've played. And I think I probably could have gone deeper, but then I think, but that's all I knew at that time. Mm. And, you know, so I think, I think, yeah, like I, I'm even four years ago, three years ago, there's a difference. And even how I, how I am able to communicate with you know, directors and producers and people who I would normally like hold on this big pedestal because like, please give me a job, please give me a job. And now it's like, I know, I feel like we're equals Mm. trying to tell a story, hopefully. Now, obviously there's always weird, random relationships that aren't quite like that. And there is a little bit of that power imbalance and, you know, you kind of have to do the dance. but essentially like I, yeah, I, I've always said, you know, if I, if I am told today that I can never act again, I will have, I will still be the most grateful woman because without acting, I wouldn't have found out who I am. Mm -hmm. I know I wouldn't have, I would have continued on the journey that I was on, which was a very fulfilling life as a teacher, but I would never have been I would have never been pushed to the point of saying like, where is your conviction? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's safe over here, but this, I'm going to push you to the edge and I really want to know if you're going to jump. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like acting has done that for me. I, I have um, this, uh, because of the, uh, the, the depth and the emotion that you bring to your work that you showed up for yourself, as we said earlier, um, what I'm really, uh, what, where my mind goes now, when you, especially when you talked about the, uh, the makeup woman having to leave the set, was how did you take care of yourself on the set hmm. that deeply into yourself? What did you do to get out of it after the take? Uh, there were a lot of tears. Um, I was prepared. Uh, I had a team. I had my uh, counselor who I check in with regularly and she was on call. Uh, my coach was on call. Uh, I would text my coach from set and say, hey, I'm turned upside down and inside out. I wasn't prepared for this to affect me as much as it did. And now I have no idea what I'm doing in this next scene. <laughs> Can you remind me where we are? Just remind me where my headspace is because of course you're not, you're not filming in sequence. So sometimes it gets all jumbled and you're doing, you know, 16, 12, 16 pages a day. And next thing you know, you're pre missing child, then you're post missing child, then you're pre this post this, and you don't know where you are. And I just, and he was on call, my coach Lewis, who was amazing. Um, and then I had a very, very, very regimented self-care routine. Um, it was, you know, lunch times were my time. I grabbed lunch. I had a few niceties, but then I went to my very small, like we were low budget. So I went to a trailer that was like half the size of this room and it had a little couch. There's no bathroom, nothing. And I would put on my headphones. And I would do like a visual guided visual meditation. 
Um, I would get out in nature. Um, every night I had an Epsom salt bath. Every morning I started with yoga and intention setting. And, um, and then also I rooted into my people, you know, my, my colleagues, I rooted into my co-star, uh, Rhea, who was a fantastic mentor for me, um, and, and friend. And so we knew, you know, if it was a particularly difficult day, um, she would always check in with me because she knew that what the role was asking of me. And then it was my first time also being a lead of a movie like that. So, I mean, there was a lot of pressure as well that way. Um, so yeah, that I had a ton of, a ton of support. Um, and interesting, it's kind of feels like when you learn to skate and you have, you put on these very sharp, scary things that you know that everyone's like, don't touch that blade, don't touch that blade. And you're like, oh, I don't wanna touch the blade, don't wanna touch. And you put them on your feet and you've got these really scary things on your feet and you're on this really slippery, hard surface that if you bang your head, you know, don't bang your head and don't get too close to someone. You might bump heads, you know, and there's all these parameters and all of this stuff. And then you, but you've got that orange thing that you hold on to that slides with you, that keeps you up. And I feel like I went from learning how to skate to skating on my own through the course of this movie because, and, and, and subsequently after, because I was using my orange thing to keep me up. And that was my, my self-care routine, my checking in with my coach, checking in with my friends, my co-stars. Um, and then eventually it was like, okay, wait a second, I can go to these really deep places and I don't need all of the support because I've proven to myself already that I can do it and I can survive. <laughs> mm. you know? Right, you were, you were um, um, it sounds like you were practicing those self-care routines even before the role started because you knew all of this anyways, like you just yeah. brought it. Yeah, yeah. It's so, it's so interesting to, to reflect on that, you know? I don't, I don't often just make that connection to life like that, you know? Yeah. No, it's, I, 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 as I'm listening to you, Kate, there's, there's, so, I don't know what it is, but I'm, I'm feeling like there's just something that's just bubbling in me and it's emotional. It's quite emotional. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, um, yeah, I, I, I just, I, it has to, and, and out of what I'm feeling right now, I, I want to say that I have so much respect for you as an actor um, in the places that you go um, uh, as an actor emotionally. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, uh, you know, around the same time there was, um, well, I guess the following year, um, I had a similar role uh, in a movie called Trapped, the Alex Cooper story, which was based on a true story. And it was about a Mormon couple who forced their gay teenager into conversion therapy. And it's act, and it is a true story. Uh, Alex Cooper is a real person. And I was uh, cast as her mother. And to go from playing a mom who is the hero to playing a mom who loves just as much, but is considered to be the villain was really interesting mm. because everyone was thinking, what a horrible person you are. 
Like you, you took your 15 year old and you sent her away to be beaten in a home, you know, and you knew it and you didn't take her out. What kind of mother are you? And for me, that was such a big challenge because it was sort of, you know, it's easy to defend the noble character. You know, we all want to be noble. That's fascinating. It really sounds to me like, you know, the initial role you described, it, it, it met you where you were in your life. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But with this role, it, what, what I'm hearing is that you had to meet that mother where she was. My belief, and it may not be yours, that we are given the roles that we need to play. There's a reason. So that's, that's really my question. Why do you think you were given this role to play? You know, I grew up with a, I, I grew up in a very strict, stern family. Nobody in my family had the ability really to understand how to debate healthily. And so I think by product of my, you know, I hate to say this, but I, I really believe it's true. I think I've always viewed the world in black and white. And I think that sometimes I make, make judgments um, about people if I feel like they're not loving someone the thing the, or something the way they should. And so, you know, like it, if I see someone walking their dog and pulling on the leash, I think, oh, they're a terrible dog owner. Like they're probably beating their dog. And, you know, I have like this self-righteousness a little bit about love because I always feel like people don't love enough and they need to love more. And so I think this role this role really for me was about judgment and it was about understanding that there's a woman that I don't believe in her core values. I'm abhorrently against that belief system. Um, and I'm a huge ally. I, to go out there and, 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 and defend her required that I put down my judgments. And so, and then I found this beauty in her, in this demon woman that I originally, when I read the script and I thought, what a horrid woman. I think that that role was very purposeful um, for me. Do you think you found a, a, another, a, an understanding or a deeper understanding, alternative understanding of your own parents? Absolutely. Um, I think that, um, you know, we all do the best we can do with what we know at the time. We are not perfect people. We're not perfect beings. We're not meant to be. The more you accept that, the more that, the more I accept that, the more that I can embrace these varieties of roles and, and really bring as much authenticity to them as I, as I can at the time. So true, it's the same idea. I mean, the, when you think about therapy, right? It's the idea of uh, <laughs> we go to therapy because we want to be okay with ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we wanna, we wanna, I mean, I've, I've been lucky to have the same therapist for 20, Twenty years, almost twenty years. So she's known me as as a you know a woman in my twenties, you know. And now she, we have conversations today, you know, even just this week where we have these conversations, and it's like we're still peeling back the layers, you know, where I find myself regressing and feeling like I'm eight years old again, and 
what is it that triggered me? And what is this recurring thing that keeps ripping off the bandaid of my healing? Like, what is it? You know, and it's just a variety. It's a variety of things, but there's, I'm learning just trying to learn about just compassion overall and mostly compassion for self. Cause I've always had a, had an un, unapologetic compassion for everybody else except myself. And so maybe that's also what I'm learning through characters like this. Yeah, well, that's like actually it poses a really interesting question is that if you if you are learning compassion for yourself and you talk about ripping the bandaid off continually and that's painful, mm-hmm. these characters that you play are having you're having to look at that pain again. So, where is <laughs> like, is there going to come a time where you'll say, I'm not going to play these roles that are so painful anymore because it's I can't do it? Like, no, so you'll always be so you'll always be ripping off the bandaid. I'll always rip off the band-aid. So could that be compassion for yourself? Because it's something that you pride yourself, like that's what you do. I guess, I guess it is. I guess it is. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's interesting because I have, I have friends who say, I'm done. I'm done playing the dramatic roles. I want to have some fun. But for me, they are fun because they're so exciting. They're exciting to, to feel and to, and to just be alive and to, you know, I don't know. There's just something about them. It connects to something that I've been sort of popping up here and there. I haven't been able to put my finger on it, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to try and do it right now. Uh, something around approval mm-hmm. around. Okay. So you're shaking your, you're nodding your head. So tell, oh, yeah. so, so tell me, tell me about your need for approval. Oh, I battle that little demon all the time, all the time. And some days like I am good. And some days when I'm feeling particularly worn out and particularly overwhelmed and particularly scared by the world. And, you know, gosh, even at my age, hormones will come into it. You know, Um, that need for someone to tell me I'm doing okay and that I'm good um, and validate me is sometimes like a hit of a drug that I need. And it's so, I'm still trying to learn about it. I really am. you know, I've got, it's so funny. So right beside me, I have some books. I have Radical Acceptance. I have Codependent No More. I have Think and Grow Rich. I have Everything Happens for a Reason. (laughs) And I have Stop Walking on Eggshells. So I have five books that sit beside me at all times that remind me that I can, I can rely on any of those books to help me through a moment. I can help, you know, anything that I'm feeling, any things that come up because of my upbringing, because of the person I am, the way I'm designed, the way my heart feels, the way my heart breaks, whatever. I can go to any of those books and find inspiration and connection to the world knowing that if a book was written about it then I am certainly not alone in how I'm feeling um 
you know, and I, and I have, and I rely on that. I rely on that. My, my need for approval has always been my Achilles heel. It's, it's the, it's the, um, it's the up, it's the product of going to nine different schools as a kid and never having a group of friends that I ever got to keep. Um, always being the new kid in class. It's, you know, always being in a new city, new house, new subdivision, new area, new friends, new teams, new, new, new. That when I actually got some roots, you know, it was like, feed me, feed me, feed me. Tell me I'm okay. Tell me I fit. Tell me I'm, I belong. Just make me, just do I belong here? Because my sense of security and safety in my life was always so uprooted. So, you know, yeah, I, I can see where it comes from for sure. And sometimes if I, you know, it depends on the day. It just, some, some days I'm, I'm just a little bit more needy that way. Um, but I'll usually go to my partner and say, I'm feeling super vulnerable today. I'm feeling like I suck at my job. <laughs> I feel like I'm not good enough for this business. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm old news. No one wants to hire me anymore. I feel like I'm fat. I feel like I'm, you know, I'm this, I'm that, all these terrible things. And he says to me, I will not sit by you and enable you and listen to you talk to yourself this way because you would never in a million years talk to a friend like this. And he said, I won't do it. He said, you're beautiful. I love you. You have a heart of gold. And, and that's all, that's all you should need is, you know, but he says that has to come from you. And so that's a, you know, I'm always reflecting, um, sort of in my meditation every day, you know, give me the, let me hear the things I need to hear, speak the things I need to speak, see what I need to see, have the experiences I need to experience to be a better person for me and for the greater good. And that's sort of how I try to get through those <laughs> days. <laughs> It really sounds like with you know from 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 all th the thread through all of what you've you've said going back to having a, a structured support team through making the movie through to right up to having these books in front of you and having a partner that you can you can sp speak to openly the essence of all of that is acceptance that you that you have a vulnerability and and um, a learned ability to express that and to and to seek resources for it rather than to keep it within and 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 suppressed and i think that you know for me that's the key to to successfully growing is to be able to first of all see okay i have a i have a vulnerability here and i and and, and, I, and I need to look after myself as as alan said earlier on there needs to be a self-care here and i think that's that's really important and really valuable i really and i and i respect you for that you know i think that's that's Thank really you. um so important the link between our, our jobs, our, our profession, and as artists, you know, and our life. That, that, you know, not being codependent in my work is also happening at the same time that there are boundaries being put up in my personal life. And so everything is everything. And I especially feel that with the arts. Like who you cannot, who you are as an artist is a reflection of who you are in your life and vice versa. You know, I had a teacher once say, if you want to be, if you want to pay attention to details in your work as an artist, then start paying attention to details in your life. So if you walk by that room and you see that shoe in the middle of the floor and you just keep walking when you know 
that little thing that's like, I should pick that up. I'm going to just keep going. I always turn back and pick it up and put it away because it's the attention and the intention to follow the impulse in my life that will follow through in my work. And so that, that whole thing of like, you know, the, what does a relationship want from me and what do I want from the relationship and where am I going to say no? And where am I going to stand up for myself? It's happening in my, in my life with my family. And it's really interesting, really interesting. What a wonderful place to end. I think I think it's, yeah, terrific. Kate, it's been wonderful. So wonderful to, to have you as a guest uh, and j- just your, your honesty, your, your authenticity, your, your, just what you've shared has been so rewarding for me. It's filled me. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you both for, for having me and for, um, you kind of take me on a journey, right? You, you ask me these questions that are, I probably wouldn't have asked myself and I probably wouldn't have made some of these links. And it's really important because what it does is it leaves me with a real strong sense of gratitude for my, for my journey and even for the bumps in the road, it, it, everything is, everything is everything. And it really hit that home for me today. And that I think is, you know, sometimes we say the things that we need to hear, but we don't even realize why we're saying it. And now I know why, because I clearly needed to have this conversation today and remind myself of some of these things. So thank you. It was just, it was really, really valuable for me today too. Thank you. Great, Kate. Lovely to lovely to have spoken to you and, and, and all the best for the future. Thank you, Bill. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ellen. <laughs> if you've been inspired or moved by what you've heard on today's podcast, I invite you to visit our website, artistsindepth.com. There you can sign up for podcast reminders, get in touch with us through email, or connect with other like-minded artists by sharing your thoughts on our blog and joining our community and finding out more about our initiatives. It's free and it's rewarding. Until next time. This episode of Artists in Depth is sponsored by Equity Showcase in Toronto, Canada. Embracing all artists by developing, uniting, advocating, and empowering the arts community. Visit equityshowcase.ca to discover all their initiatives.